Welcome to episode 15 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we have a chock full of news for you guys, as well as a review for Ralph Breaks the Internet, which we saw this past week. And our top five of the week is animated movies, which is going to be difficult for me because I don't really like a lot of animated movies. And it's going to uh, be difficult for me because I've seen too many animated movies. So. Yes. So that'll be interesting, and I'm pretty sure, well... Somewhere of us may end up being the same. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, Brian, as usual, how's your uh, week going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I You ask me this every week, but it always catches me off guard that I can't think of anything that I did all week. That's because you don't do anything all week. <laughs> um, actually, I really didn't do much this week outside of going to the movies. I watched... Now you're going to hate this, but I watched... Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Two Towers on Friday night, because uh, I'm s- slowly rewatching uh, that great trilogy that you never watched, um, and I watched that with uh, my sister and my dad, and you know, great movies, so. greatest trilogy of all time. Dang, quite a, quite a waste of a good Saturday night if I if I do say so myself. Friday night. Oh, Friday night. My apologies. Well, it's a great waste of any night, really. Oh. Not really. I mean. <laughs> So we won't get into this Did, because is this that will be a long one, conversation. Is that the one when they have the ring or are they chasing the ring in that one? <laughs> they have the ring all three movies, Aaron. It's well, just then what's the point of the Mordor movie? Mordor <laughs> is across Middle Earth. It takes forever to get there. And they have to, obviously, they get there on by horse or by foot. There's not really any other way to get there. But then there's all the bad people, the orcs and Sauron, and that they... They want the ring, and they don't want them to get to Mordor to destroy the ring. And so there's a lot of complications on the way to the mountain to destroy the ring. Ah, it just sounds like a dumb version of Magic Gathering to me. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, my week has been relatively the same. Uh, like I said at the beginning, you know, I went and saw, we went and saw uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet this week. Um, I actually never saw the first one, but uh, with animated movies, I kind of just assume I don't necessarily need to. I just kind of have to know like a little the backstory. Um, uh, I watched a lot of conference championship football, which we are yeah we are recording uh, during the playoff team reveal, so there will likely be uh, some small interjections, and I apologize for that in a little bit. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> depending on how that goes down, um, yeah, got a couple episodes of uh, The Wire in this week, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, about to start season two on that. Um, over on Amazon uh, Prime Video, um, and other than that, it was a. I'm starting to get. Uh, I believe I had eight. I have eight or nine or ten packages coming in uh, from Cyber Monday at Black Friday sales, and I've only received like two of them. One of which being an Amazon Fire Cube TV thing, uh, which is great. Uh, so I'm waiting on all that, and I can't wait. Uh, this is my Christmas, essentially. Um, so anyway, to get down into it, uh, some of the biggest news of the week. Uh, Steven Hillenberger, the uh, creator of the world-famous SpongeBob SquarePants uh, cartoon on Nickelodeon, has unfortunately passed away. Um, I believe he was diagnosed last year, the year before, with Lou Gehrig's disease, um, and I believe passed away from complications due to that. Um, mm-hmm. Really, uh, a 
not really well known for as big of a character as SpongeBob is. Um, I don't think he is, but uh, definitely a tragic passing. Uh, created quite an icon that uh, lives on through memes and all this stuff, and and had one hell of a run on Nickelodeon. I think like somewhere around probably like 15, 20 seasons. I think it's, it's been on since nineteen ninety nine, and they just canceled yeah, it not 90s. long ago. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Uh, I mean, and they still have movies coming out here in the future. So, uh, yeah, unfortunate to hear that, uh, but definitely a legend, uh, definitely a guy that's going to live on through one of the funniest. I mean, SpongeBob is a show that I've I've talked to people at work and stuff about it. Like, uh, it's something that even now, like, if I'm just trying to kill, like, some time before I leave somewhere or something, like, and it's on Nickelodeon, like, I'll throw it on just to have in the background or something like that. Um, always kind of funny. Uh yeah so uh anything any words of whatever to pass on there Brian? Uh, <laughs> no i mean you pretty much covered it i mean he wasn't really that known much like a, his, like he was more just behind the scenes a creator and stuff um but creating such the big a big character like spongebob that's just like i was reading an article about it and within the first year of spongebob coming out like it overtook uh Pokemon is like the biggest children's television show, which is the late nineties, you know, Pokemon was like huge. Like I mean Shit. it's still big, but it's it was huge then and within its first year SpongeBob overtook that. So it was impressive and it's you know, sad to see, especially someone I think he was only fifty nine or whatever. Um so it's sad to see someone die that young. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, getting into this is a story I actually read yesterday, and I sent it over to you, Brian. <laughs> um, so I made mention of it on a post on our Facebook and Twitter feed today um, with the watch list for this month. That Vice, the Vice movie coming out on Christmas, is definitely the biggest one for me this month, uh, surpassing Aquaman, Spider-Man, all those other ones. Uh, but uh, Christian Bale, who's famous for method acting, um, uh, at some point, I believe after filming, um, Adam McKay, the director, uh, writer, and all that for the movie, very famous for a lot of other things he's done, um, apparently was suffering from heart attack, and his belief on ways to identify it was a little different um, from, I guess, I guess there's different ways that you could... Uh, figure it out or whatever i think there's you know the obvious one with uh your arm kind of going numb and stuff like that or whatever um but there's also christian bale said when researching uh dick cheney's heart attacks for the scenes in the movie that uh one of the other ones is that your stomach kind of gets really really queasy and stuff like that um when your heart kind of starts to fail and stuff um and I guess Adam McKay was suffering from that and got identified through that um, by talking to Christian Bale. So essentially Christian Bale kind of saved his life, he said, um, in the fact that he was able to diagnose it and get to the hospital in time for um, to, to kind of be saved from any traumatic things possibly happening to him. So that was a little neat little uh crazy story that i ended up reading yesterday that's awesome um to hear <laughs> uh big time christian bale fan here uh and it proves that sometimes method acting really has its pros it, um, it does it has its cons sometimes save your life yeah it uh adam mckay credits it with saving his life and apparently a shot from um when he was in the hospital is going to be shown in the movie um 
for I I would guess towards the end uh, with one of Dick Cheney's heart attacks they'll use uh, his actual Adam McKay's actual <laughs> uh, <laughs> picture of it of his heart uh, so that's kind of kind of cool that they uh, kind of threw that in there but uh, super excited for that movie and that just a uh, little tidbit that I wanted to throw in here uh, moving on uh, fan favorite director Guillermo del Toro uh, has revealed that he is over 15 or 15 or so screenplays ready to go and be made and if people want to reach out to him about creating them he is all for it um i won't run through all of them but some of the notables i saw was pacific rim 2 which would have probably been a lot better and not as shitty as pacific rim 2 actually was yikes uh justice league dark which would be swamp thing constantine i saw um stuff like that uh darker would have been cool. uh, justice league team uh, At the Mountains of Madness, which is a very famous H.P. Uh, Lovecraft novel, who is famous, obviously, for, for uh, Cthulhu and stuff. Um, and there was mention that I... Apparently, that was a movie that was supposed to be made not long ago with Tom Cruise in the lead. Uh, but this is his oh, version of it, so I would love to see, um, see somebody take that up. And his own Beauty and the Beast, which, when he wrote it, he wrote it to have Emma Watson star in it, apparently. And then it got remade by Disney or whatever with Emma Watson, but not his script. So, um... Ridiculous. Yeah, so Guillermo del Toro, uh, you can look it up, actually, uh, on his Twitter feed. He posted all of them. Uh, but there's a lot of different interesting things that he has put down there. Uh, like he said, this is like 15, 16 years worth of work that he's put into these uh they're all ready to go um so it'll be interesting to see if anybody reaches out to him because i mean he kind of has um his own kind of workshop going on so we'll we'll see um if anyone picks that up uh sony announced that direct sequels for spider-verse and a spin-off is focusing on spider-woman are in the works um obviously the spider-verse movie the first one and the series will be coming out this month, which we'll be seeing. Yes. Uh, as you mentioned to me earlier this week, Brian, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes thus Still far. Still holding strong there. Uh, has an 83 meta score, which is incredible. So, uh, pretty smart of Sony to announce that. Um, it's nice that they'll at least have, have a good movie to go <laughs> go on <laughs> with, with Marvel. Um, with their Marvel kind of... Um, universe or whatever they're doing um and obviously it'll be cool to see a spinoff focusing on spider woman which is a i think gonna revolve around three different women and spider gwen is supposed to be one of them from the spider-verse movie so uh we'll see how that ends up going uh, yeah. anything you want to mention on that brian yeah um i that's very exciting i think because one of, i'm extremely excited for this spider-man into the spider-verse and announcing you know before it even comes out that they're going to create a sequel for it and do a spinoff for it i just think it's great i mean it's getting rave reviews uh the animation behind it looks spectacular uh and just getting more of that you know kind of leaning away from the venom side of stony marvel movies and going into this animated world of stony marvel movies i think is a great move for them and i'm very excited Oh, right. Uh, so anybody that's a fan of Disney's Pinocchio, um, Tom Hanks, who has worked with Disney in the past on, obviously, the Toy Story movies um, and Saving Mr. Banks and all that stuff, is currently in talks to play Geppetto in the next Disney Pinocchio movie, which I believe is slated for 2020 or maybe 2021. I don't remember precisely. Um, 
But it definitely would not surprise me to see Tom Hanks work with Disney again. Uh, that seems like a partnership that's worked out really well thus far. Um, Toy Story movies are obviously pretty good. Uh, I, I saw Saving Mr. Banks in theaters when it came out, and I don't remember if I liked it or hated it, but I assume <laughs> I probably hated it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Obviously, everything uh, Tom Hanks touches pretty much makes a ton of money, and anything Disney touches pretty much makes a lot of money as well. So uh, we'll see how that it's ends up going. a great idea. I mean... Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. Um, for horror fans, uh, Jordan Peele, who has become a huge name in the horror um, industry, is has announced that he is producing a Candyman remake for 2020. Obviously, if you are unfamiliar with the character... Uh, it is a, I guess, a murderer that gets summoned by saying Candyman five times, I believe, um, who has a hook for a hand and all that stuff. I, I've actually never seen the movie, but I know that it's pretty much a cult classic out there. Isn't uh, it like a, a big hook, like too? It. Like, it's not just, you know, like a cabin hook. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like a... Uh, I, well, yeah, it's, it's not like a meat hook, but I'd say it's somewhere between, like, a captain hook and a meat hook, uh, if, <laughs> if, if you can visualize that. Um... But, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Obviously, Jordan Peele becoming huge in the horror game. You know, Get Out, um, his new movie that's coming out next year, which I believe is called, I think, Us or They or something like that. It's like one short word, Um, which is supposed to be like another social horror. Um, And on top of that, obviously, he has uh, the new Twilight Zone remake coming out, which I I hate the fact that it's going to be on CBS All Access because it makes me feel like I have to subscribe to that now. Um, I think you can subscribe to that like through Amazon Prime, so you can like just think of it as Amazon Prime. Yeah, but then I got that's more payment going there though. Like my Prime's paid off and yearly, so like I don't have to worry about that every month. Like, um, well, just pay for it for the four (laughs) months that Twilight Zone is running, then cancel it, then up it back up. We'll we'll see. I'll I'll deal with that when the time comes. I'm tired of all these places trying to take my money because I feel like I it. need to watch these things. Um, it's just another <laughs> service to add to the list. Yes. <laughs> uh, DC and Warner Brothers are moving forward with a with a Blue Beetle movie. Um, to be honest with you, I have zero idea about anything involving uh, what the Blue Beetle is. Uh, <laughs> So I, I don't know. Do you have? You're the comic book uh, superhero guy there, Brian. You have any uh, info on that for me? Um, I mean, I don't know too much about it, other than um, first it's, it's a Latino character, so it'd be the first um, live action Latino superhero uh, to be made, which you know is a big step for you know diversity in superhero movies and whatnot. Um, don't really know what much his powers are <laughs> or what makes him a superhero but maybe he can like bury underground or something i don't um, <laughs> the blue like blue beetle is just not a name that i care about for a superhero like i don't know it's it's weird i don't uh, whatever let's see yeah uh okay i just looked at it looked it up real quick uh it's the character, um, he, version, his name is Ted Cord or whatever, uh, he dis- discovers a blue beetle scrab, scrab or whatever, scarab. which, scarab, there you go, uh, that becomes alive and grafts itself into the base of his spine, uh, which then 
gives him a suit of extraterrestrial armor um that i don't know that sounds <laughs> wild basically then he has like you know I don't even know. Looking at the picture of it, he has like these like elbow knives that extend down his <laughs> forearm. And so I don't know. I don't know. I might be I a little know. more interested now if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, so Amazon and Viola Davis are teaming up for a movie entitled The Fighting uh, Shirley Chisholm, uh, which is based on a U.S. representative who was the first African-American and the first female Democratic uh, official presidential candidate, um, which should be interesting. Obviously, uh, Viola Davis is, is a pretty remarkable actress, um, and Amazon has been uh doing pretty well with her movies um obviously dating back to manchester by the sea which is the first streaming one to get nominated i believe for a best picture um so that'll be interesting to see um and i believe they are teaming up um for a bunch of other stuff going forward they are signed on with viola davis's production company so we'll see how that ends up going uh moving on from that uh yes oklahoma's in All i know right. i just uh, saw that too i was like thank goodness uh, <laughs> uh donald glover letitia wright and rihanna are teaming up on something called guava island um it was a secret pro- uh secret project that they had shot in cuba back in august um and it is directed by a frequent collab with donald glover uh hero mirai um which will be interesting obviously uh hero has um done many of his music videos including this is america that released this year uh, as well as directed plenty of atlanta episodes um there's not a whole lot known about this really um it's it's listed as a comedy on imdb that doesn't necessarily surprise me with donald glover in there it's uh Um, but it's a solid cast i mean yeah for sure and like i mentioned like you know uh, if you haven't seen Atlanta, I obviously haven't seen any of the second season since I got rid of Hulu. But it is um, a pretty fun show. Um, pretty good show overall. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. I'm excited to hear yeah. more about what's going to happen the, with this. Uh, the brief description on IMDb is listed as a tropical thriller that casts Donald Glover as a magician uh, with designs of pulling off a scheme to rob his way into the good life, which quickly gets him over his head into more than he can imagine <laughs> all right uh cool uh, uh yeah so we'll keep you guys up to date more on that when we learn more going forward but uh anyway brian i'll pass it over to you i'm sure you have plenty of great news for us just uh, happy 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 news i got i got oh that's i'm saving that one for last uh i got three pieces of news i just want to bring forward uh first one you know that disney plus disney announced that for disney plus they had a scarlet witch uh show in development uh that they're working towards and they announced this week um the show's title it's going to be called vision and the scarlet witch um which so i guess that means that they'll be including paul bettany's vision in the show um which is i mean another impressive ad getting i mean these big character big names retain uh their characters in the streaming service um and I saw that they're they're looking to try and get that out by uh, the end of 2019. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, the Warner Brothers uh, executive or somebody at Warner Brothers uh, announced that the the Flash movie that's been in development for who knows how long, and also the Man of Steel 
two um, have both lost some serious momentum going forward and are just kind of, you know, in that movie production purgatory, just waiting to be made, but nothing really coming of it. The Flash, that doesn't surprise me, considering they announced it like four years ago, and they still, all they really have is Ezra Miller as The Flash. Um, I think they've gone through like three different writers have been attached to it, a couple different directors, like, I, I don't think it's going to be made. Originally slated for 2020, at this rate, I don't think that's going to happen. And with Man of Steel 2, I thought that was kind of obvious after a few months ago, it was announced that Henry Cavill was stepping, or was no longer going to be portraying Superman. Um, so, unless it's, you know, completely recasting, but trying to keep it in the same world as everything else, I don't know how that would work, but it makes sense that that has lost momentum considering you fired your Superman. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but that, what, that's uh, surprising. It's DC, so. What do you think will end up being made first assuming they both get made? Uh, the Flash movie or Gambit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> assuming they both get made. Uh, probably... I want to say Gambit just because Marvel seems to have their stuff more together than than DC does. And I know it's like Marvel Fox, but now Fox is becoming a part of Disney. I think that's a, one of the movies that will benefit, I think, uh, from being bought by from Fox being bought by Disney. Um, because I mean, this is like Channing Tatum. It's like passion project. Like he's wanted to do this, and he hasn't let go of it. So I think once they you know have solid footing. That may potentially at some point get made. Who knows? Uh, it's had like four release dates. It just keeps getting pushed back like nine months at a time. So, The Flash, I don't know. It's DC. I don't trust them with anything. I mean, yeah. But, guys, the, the saddest news of the week. It's very depressing. Um, Netflix announced that they will not be bringing Daredevil back for a fourth season. But which long. is. What? baloney yeah it's ridiculous and like oh it made me so angry when i saw this but it also i understand okay so the one of the netflix executives behind the show they were like we understand like we won't be we won't be moving forward fourth season uh, we understand that a lot of fans may be anger upset about this but the after this praise that we got for this last season we want to go out on a high note um, but this won't be the end of Daredevil. Don't know what that means. Like, what are you bringing him over to Disney Plus or something? Which I don't want. I don't want there to be any more Daredevil if it's not. Like, I don't want any more Daredevil in the MCU if it's not Charlie Cox playing Daredevil because I mean, he does it great. And all those other rec- characters with Foggy and Karen and. <sighs> I don't even know. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's depressing. And. and Infuriating. Um, uh, like a- after I finished the third <laughs> season, I I was like, oh, you know, other than kind of leaving an open open note with um uh, with Bullseye, you know, having him being there in a surgery table, try not to spoil anything else, but it it, it wrapped up pretty nicely, and so I I understand maybe they want to go on a high note, and yeah, there's some more stuff they could divulge into but and I want to see more I, I really want to see more of it but it 
makes sense that are saying you know they want to go out on a high note um yeah what are, what are your thoughts on this i know you have thoughts on this i mean are you sure you don't want to rain on this for another hour or? Uh, I know there's one more thing there's one more thing i'll say but i'll let you talk i'll throw it at the end uh yeah so i mean obviously it's very disappointing um with obviously with iron fist and luke cage being um axed uh in the past like month or two um there was fear that this would end up happening and obviously it, uh, it did um my assumption is i think i think there is an under the table cash grab here um so that they would let it loose um with all the other properties for disney uh streaming um don't quote me on that i am not a journalist uh <laughs> just a thought um because i really don't understand why else you would get rid of it obviously it's one of the highest rated tv shows on netflix of uh, netflix originals um it's one of the best made um so other than that i really don't understand why you cancel it um unless you just didn't have ideas um or oh, there was no. some big issue but ready for this oh, go <laughs> so this must have been some like higher up executive decision because one uh some disney producers and executives said they didn't know anything about it until you know they saw it in the news and some producers one of the executive producers who's a part of the writing staff along with the writing staff they literally all the writers were gathered together like as writers are for tv shows in a room on the wall had planned out the entire fourth season they had all 10 13 episodes planned out and what they wanted to do for it when they found out the news that it was canceled like this like nobody was made aware of it it was just kind of netflix was like oh yeah we're not making a fourth one without telling the writing staff who planned out the entire fourth season it's ridiculous fantastic um <laughs> so it's not that they didn't have any ideas for it uh, apparently they did and then just netflix just pff, didn't want to okay well i apologize everybody clearly i was wrong on that um <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean it just i don't know it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me obviously this means um you know jessica jones and the punisher will end up being axed uh down the road it, it, yeah it's inevitable uh, you think it's soon to happen yeah um Jessica Jones, I believe they've already shot most of this season. Obviously, both of these are definitely going to get another season at this point, I believe. Jessica Jones has been shot mostly, uh, if not all of, and is in post-production. Um, and The Punisher has been essentially, conf- not. I don't think it's been confirmed for a second season, but I know that they've done a lot of stuff for it already as well. Uh, so those will likely both get another season here in 2019 before they officially pull the plug on that. Um, and I'd assume they'll all go to Disney, which is going to be awful. Because Here's the thing about Daredevil is <laughs> it works so well because, as I've mentioned before, it's kind of like the Dark Knight trilogy in that it's a dark, gritty, or at least the Dark Knight in general. It's a dark, gritty crime drama um, centered around a uh, comic book hero. I He's not a superhero. Um, I, don't, I don't at least consider him a superhero, but... Um, and it, it's a crime drama. It's a dark, gritty crime drama. Um, it doesn't it doesn't fit in with the MCU, which I assume is what a lot of you know Disney's um, Disney Plus streaming service shows are going to end up being like. Um, it's not a comedic. It's not a laugh fest um, action thing. Like it, that's not. It doesn't work that way. Um, and yeah, if they bring back the casts for these 
things as they move forward, that's great, but I just think the styling doesn't work that way, and it'll definitely take a lot away from what makes Daredevil great, um, as well as Jessica Jones, as well as the Punisher. Like those are those three at least specifically are more Fantastic. gritty, drama based um, TV shows. They're not, you know, Captain America. They're not Iron Man. They're not uh, these kind of you know, sly humor action fests. Like it's not it's not like that. Um nothing obviously nothing wrong with that. I love the Marvel stuff. It just yeah, they don't work. Um so if that's the end of it, then I hope that that's the end of it because I, I just I don't want to watch Daredevil if it's a lesser quality than what it was. It's, yeah, I mean I understand um, that. Overall. It's, yeah. It's it's just very upsetting and disappointing news to hear this week, you know. Everyone thought after they canceled Luke Cage, I mean, they canceled Iron Fist, and they canceled Luke Cage a week later. Um, and then Daredevil season three came out, got rave reviews from the normal people, and then the critics. Uh, everyone, everyone loved it across the board, basically. Um, and so people thought, you know, it'd be safe. And then just out of nowhere, on Thursday, they announced that they're not bringing it back. So disappointing yeah, uh, here. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, it's disappointing. Um, they couldn't even wait for a Friday news dump to do it. Like they did everything else. Like nope. they did that straight like Thursday or whatever. Um, so that everyone would see it and everyone would know. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, oh. bummer. Go ahead. Uh, at, at least our one other Netflix show that we love, Stranger Things. Um, I know the Duffer Brothers. They have planned uh, for like four or five seasons of the show, and so and they're. In, if they, cancel, if they cancel Stranger Things, I'm done with Netflix. Look, look. I'm hanging on a thread here with this company. Like, <laughs> Here's the thing. I know they just they wrapped up in season three. That's supposed to come in the first half of next year. Um, and Duffers Up Brothers have said before, as well as uh, the cast members, that they want to they want to have the show like through its story's fruition, but they don't want to extend it too much. So they're planning on doing four or five seasons for it. That's the plan. So we won't get probably won't get anything past five seasons, but we have probably a solid two more seasons of Stranger Things coming out. So there's that to look forward to. Ridiculous, but yeah. Um, Anything else? No, that's that's my end of my rant. I meant news-wise. No, well, yeah, no. Uh, that I wanted to end it with that one because okay. so, I knew that would take a little longer than the other pieces of news. So, all right, uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, bad radio there. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to our review here, uh, Brian. Obviously, I'll pass it over to you for your review of Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, which is the second in the Bracket Ralph series. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was it was pretty funny throughout. Um, it the first I don't know half an hour or whatever. Uh, it kind of took a little too long to get to the internet. Um, I don't know if they were trying to build up more reason for them going to the internet or what, but it it kind of it dragged at the beginning. But once they got to the internet, uh, it was it was funny. It was so much fun to like. To just kind of look around, uh, kind of like with Ready Player One that came out earlier, the directors and producers like included just so much stuff in the background 
of the vast internet and everything that there is that it was just I enjoyed at least like looking around and seeing all the little different things referring to different sites or apps or different parts of social media and the internet in all of its glory and uh, I enjoyed it. it I thought it was I I was baffled by it's been six years uh, since the first record Ralph came out which I did not think it has been that long um, but they kept referring to it so I was like oh, was these past six years and I was like there's no way but yeah the first one came out in 2012 um, it's very funny I think it's great for the whole family um, there's the 15 minute main part where they're in within the Disney part of the internet I think it's the funniest part of the movie um, with just all the Disney jokes involved in there and all the Disney characters and stuff um, it was impressive that they brought back not brought back but they included a lot of the original voices for these Disney characters um, for the Record Ralph version of the Disney characters um, well, yeah it was funny it was good good story um, maybe a tad too long but it uh, overall, I think it's a very good movie. Uh, fun for the whole family. Um, if you have kids, or if you enjoy funny animated movies, uh, I recommend you go see it. I believe I gave it an, an 80 out of 100. So, it's, it's a good score. I'll pass it over to you, Aaron. Alright, I'll keep this short and, short, short and sweet. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the uh, podcast, I'm not the biggest fan of anim- animated movies. Um, I ended up giving it a 70 out of 100. Uh, our combo score came in at a 75.9, I believe. Um, it's got plenty of internet fun. Uh, obviously, if you are, I would assume, a millennial, um, and you're on the internet quite a bit, um, like myself, um, there's tons of fun little uh, quirks to it uh, when they finally hit the internet. Um it's a bit of a boorish start um, until they get to that point, I felt, um, which maybe that's just because I didn't see the first one. I don't really know. Um, a bit of an emotional ending uh, that some of it didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but um, it is what it is. Um, like I said, uh, it's got some fun to it. Uh, it's, like you said, fun for the whole family, I guess. Um, all the Ralphs crawling all over each other was <laughs> kind of creepy, but a little uh, bit, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's just I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. Um, it was worth it, I guess, to go. Um, obviously, I mean, I, it's not like I had to pay for it, but it's worth it if you saw the first one and you liked it. I think. Um, I did enjoy it, uh, but it just it didn't knock me off my seat. Um, really, the redeeming quality was the internet part. Um with you know figuring out ebay and all that stuff and and the e-boy and and just <laughs> a, a lot of fun stuff when they get there but outside of that i didn't really care that much about it uh, so yeah i'll put it in a 70 there um if you saw the first one and you liked it go watch it um if you didn't uh, i don't necessarily think they, it's a must-see movie um yeah uh not my cup of tea 70 um that's that that's that yeah, uh, another week that uh, you had a much higher score for a movie than I did. Well, not too much, but by yeah. 10. Uh, by 10. Yeah. But you're much more of a... But uh, Yeah, I'm about to say, it makes sense, considering you're not the biggest animated movie fan. So. Yeah, def- definitely not. Um, which is going to make this all the more interesting uh, <laughs> as we transition here into our top five animated movies of all time. Top five favorite animated movies. Um... 
So, yeah, Brian, uh, obviously, as usual, uh, my hope is that we can keep this to movies. Um, I hope that you didn't decide to throw in some video games here. Oh, um, I was waiting. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Just waiting for some kind of comment. <laughs> Uh, you know I wasn't going to miss with it after last week's <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, and if you're sitting there thinking, well, why aren't they doing characters? We likely will be doing uh, top five animated characters, uh, TV and movies, um, when we go see Spider-Verse um, in a few weeks. So, uh, as usual, um, as long as it's a movie, that's all I it's, care about. Uh, <laughs> they're all movies, Aaron. <laughs> I, I'm just saying... Uh, but yeah, go ahead, uh, get it started as usual. Yeah, uh, I thought, I mean, th- I thought this was one of our hardest lists that we've done, um, just because, uh, same, th- what? The hardest list. Yeah, it was, Different it was, reasons. yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, there's so many Jeez, great anime testing. movies, um, a majority of great ones have been Disney ones where you go back to Disney classics back in the 90s. I disagree. 80s and 90s, well, I figured. But, um, or you get into more of their better re- uh, revamp stuff or Pixar movies that have always been great. Uh, there was just a, a long list of movies to choose from. So for me, it was hard to narrow down to a top five. Um, three of the f- my five are Pixar they're all Disney movies, all on my list, and three of them are Pixar movies. So, uh, to start off, my number five uh, is Aladdin. It's my favorite classic Disney movie. Um, came out mid '90s or whatever. Um, I always loved it as a kid, and I still am a big fan of it. Um, I'm interested to see the live-action Aladdin that's to be coming out next year. I hope they don't ruin that too much, but whatever we'll see um but yeah aladdin's my number five how about you uh my number five is the incredibles um i first saw it when i was in i believe high school uh we had like a little movie club type thing that we did um i remember watching it there and and it was really fun movie obviously a take on superheroes and all that stuff um we went and saw the second one this year uh which was really good um just kind of missed my list it was in my uh, honorable mention section mm-hmm. um yeah uh not much else i can really say about it but it is a really fun movie yeah fair enough i think both both those movies were within my top 10 but didn't make my top five um my number four uh would be inside out uh this movie came out a few years ago whatever but you know about the five main characters with the inner workings of your brain um i thought it was a very good cast for it that they had voice in the characters uh amy poehler leading uh very funny movie great story a lot of uh emotion and depth to it um one of you know great pixar movies and they're all they're all great but one of the better pixar movies um yeah it's just a great movie so that was my number four all right, my number four. I actually had Inside Out as a. Um, that was also on my honorable mentions list. Um, Monsters Inc. Uh, comes in at number four for me. A movie I did see when I was younger. Um, loved it. Um, 
I don't, I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say about it. I assume most of the people listening to this have probably seen Monsters, Inc. Uh, not, but, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, uh, that was one that I really enjoyed a lot. Um, I like the concept of, you know, the, the monsters under your bed and stuff like that. And, and the take on their view of the world and their view of humans and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, really good movie. Um, one that I'll always enjoy. Um, pass it back to you for three. All right, my number three... Um, second Pixar movie on the list, Up, uh, came out early 2010s. Oh, such an emotion! Like the first seven eight minutes of the movie are just a roller coaster of emotions, and probably the saddest first ten minutes of a movie you'll ever watch. Um, but it's it's a great movie, great story. The two main characters. Um, it's like I said. I mean, it's one of the widely regarded best Pixar movies um, and best animated movies. Um, great story, funny cast. Um, there's a lot to it that I enjoyed. Um, so that's my number three. All right, my number three is the Lego Batman movie. Uh, I had the Lego movie on my honorable mentions. Um, I couldn't put it over Incredibles and Monsters Inc. And because of my affinity for Batman, um, I definitely had to put this one in over that, um, as great as the first one was. Hilarious movie, uh, the whole way through. Um, I'm still kind of shocked that they've made, uh, movies about Legos be as good as they are. Um, uh, tremendous movie. I love Will Arnett voicing Batman in a comedic capacity. It's a lot of fun. Um, overall, all the little extra things that they tie in there. Um, not just, you know, um, Batman, but, like, obviously Joker and, and many other franchises are, uh, franchises are involved in the movie. So it's kind of a big clash um, on a grand scale. So really funny, really funny movie. One animated movie that I can say that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, and 100% rewatchable anytime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was also my honorable mentions. Probably very close to the top five. I didn't quite make it. Uh, I th- that was the funniest movie of 2017. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Very watchable. Uh, my number two on my list uh, is Toy Story 3. Uh, this came out in 2012, I believe, with Toy Story 4 coming out next summer. Um, I think it's the best of the Toy Story movies so far. You know, seeing it was. It was decent sized gap between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 uh, like I think almost I think like 10 or 11 years um, but best of the Toy Story movies uh, you know the great cast that it is and the great story also the last half an hour can be very emotional and uh, there's a lot of emotional depth and power into it um, but it's okay they survive um, it's Ah, great movie though. I want to rewatch uh, the three story Toy Story movies before Toy Story Four comes out next year. So I'm excited for that. That's uh, my number two. All right, my number two. Uh, here's where we start to go a little off the rails. Uh, my number oh, two is South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. <laughs> um, grow up a South Park fan. I haven't really kept up with it as much as I'd like to, but I remember watching the movie when I was younger, um, and it's tremendous comedy on all levels um 
Obviously, uh, I have an affinity for the song Blame Canada. Uh, <laughs> and the idea that uh, Canada is ruining, um, ruining Americans' lives um, is a pretty funny kind of play on it. Um, obviously, um, well-regarded movie overall, especially by anybody that's a South Park fan. Um, so, yeah, that'll, that's my number two. <laughs> Blame Canada. Great. Blame Canada. <laughs> Sing it. Um... My number one uh, for the list is uh, my yeah my favorite animated movie of all time uh, would be The Lion King, uh, which I'm extremely excited for the um, realistic CGI one that's coming out next year with that tremendous cast. Um, if you think about it, Lion King, it's basically Hamlet with lions, but it's a great story um, with a great cast, very enjoyable, very catchy songs. Um, but uh, yeah, love that movie as a kid. It's probably regarded as probably the best Disney movie of all time, if not the best animated movie of all time. Um, love that movie. Very excited for the next one. I'll be rewatching this one before the uh, new realistic CGI one comes out next year. So, and on to your number one. All right. Well, my number one uh, here. Is going to be a good one. Uh, um, based on my love for the series growing up, I was obsessed with it. Um, watched it every day on Fox. It would come on at 5 o'clock uh, before or after Seinfeld on Fox. Um, and oh, when uh, the movie came out, is. when the movie came out, uh, I made my dad take me to go see it because um, I had to. Number one for me. The Simpsons movie. Uh, loved loved the series growing up, um, and I remember like when they announced that there was going to be a movie, I freaked out. <laughs> uh, um, obviously, another thing that I haven't kept up with as the seasons kind of haven't been as good as they were when I was younger. Um, but yeah, the Simpsons movie had to be number one when we decided on this list, um, and I was trying to create it. Uh, I didn't pair it five, four, three, two, one. I put that in at one, and I worked everything else in somewhere else. So I knew for sure that that was going to be number one for me. Um, I actually haven't seen the movie in a few years, um, which I think I'm going to change that here, maybe in the future, uh, whenever we're not super busy with movies coming out like this month. Uh, uh, just a few this month that we want to see. Yeah, no uh, ten, there will be. Uh, yeah, um, to kind of end the podcast on a great note. Uh, I posted on our Twitter and Facebook page, which at Twitter is at roll underscore credits pod, uh, Facebook roll the credits podcast. Um, I did post our um, watch list, review list for this upcoming month. There's 10 movies on their turtle. Um, I'm unsure of what this week holds. I know Mary Queen of Scots, I believe, comes out um, this week, so we may get around to that, hopefully. Uh, Brian, I know you have uh, Mowgli or whatever it's called on there, which comes out on Netflix, I believe, Mowgli? the 7th. You, did you ever watch Jungle Book? No. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, but... Why on earth do I need to watch Jungle Book? Uh, everybody um, that's listening to this please get at him on social medias and just I come like at him for not enjoying classic and gangster Disney movies and stuff like that like I like stuff like Goodfellas I don't like stuff like the Jungle Book and stuff uh, but yeah anyway uh, we will probably get around to that hopefully this weekend um, at least I probably will um, 
depending on your schedule. Yeah, no, I'm uh, there, Brian. But uh, yeah, obviously there are some movies last month that we didn't get around to, and that's mainly because they didn't ever actually get uh, come to an AMC theater near us. Um, those would be uh, we're still waiting on. Can you ever forgive me? Um, Suspiria, I didn't get around to because it never came to AMC, which disappoints me. So that'll I'll get around to that eventually. Um, the front runner as well, another one that we had on our list last month that we couldn't get around to because it never came to theaters. Multi ones, they're just uh, like, oh no, we don't need to put those out of big ones. Nobody wants to see those. Yeah, um, I don't really know why, uh, but I think looking at our list this month, um, I believe all the movies on that list are going to end up being uh, major theatrical releases. Um, none of them seem like super artsy. I don't think. Obviously. Mowgli or whatever you said it was called is a Netflix movie um, so that doesn't really matter Mary Queen of Scots is on there Vice comes out December 25th as well as Destroyer which is a movie I'll be seeing as well that's the only um, one that I think might be if you go on a big theater is Destroyer yeah that one yeah that one definitely might be iffy uh, Brian you'll have a uh, Mary Poppins Returns yes. one uh, we'll have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse The Mule which is a new Clint Eastwood movie um, Aquaman. And Aquaman. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> and Welcome to Marwin, the new Steve uh, Carell yes. uh, movie by, uh, I believe, Robert Zemeckis. So, yeah, um, certainly big a big, big month. month. Uh, de- yeah, definitely a big month. Um, there's I'm ready. A, yeah, I'm definitely ready. Um, uh, Brian has family things this month for Christmas, obviously, so that we'll see we'll work around that and try and figure out when we're going to do things but um other than that uh i can't wait for vice as i mentioned before that is the movie i'm looking forward to the most this month and i don't know if i I don't know if i can wait for you on that brian to be honest here's the thing that's annoying all these movies come out like on the 20 between like the 19th and like the 25th in like a six-day span like Seven, six or seven of those ten movies I want to see all come out then, and it's like that's that's yeah. also when Christmas is. I don't got time for all this, but I need to see them all. Well, look here's the okay. So yeah, you're not wrong. So Poppins comes out the nineteenth, Holmes and Watson the twenty first, Welcome to Ireland the twenty first, Aquaman the twenty first, uh, and for me, Destroyer the twenty fifth, and Vice on the twenty fifth as well. So yeah, I mean, there it's going to be really packed for uh, scheduling wise. So I guess I'll save Holmes and Watson for when you're going, um, as well as Destroyer if that does make uh, an actual appearance. Wide release, yeah. Um, other than that, Spider Man and the Mule is the fourteenth, and Mary Queen of Scots is the seventh. Um, so. Yeah, it would be nice if like one of those movies back there could have bumped itself up a bit. But folks, we're going to do our best to get it in because obviously, as I mentioned before, we are going to have an end of the year episode um, in very early January, a special episode, not the weekly episode, um, where we give out our awards that literally nobody cares about. Um, and uh, we will... Hey, it'll be fun now. Yeah, it's going to be fun, um, obviously. Uh, I don't necessarily know exactly how we're going to work it yet, but we'll figure that out um, shortly. Uh, we'll work on that behind the scenes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do our best to get all those in so that any nominations, because I already want to put Vice in my top five best picture this year, and I haven't, haven't even seen, seen it yet. yet. I mean, I'm basing it off the trailer and the cast. Um, you got to be careful we'll f- going, in the, going to a movie with that high hopes, man. No, I don't. 
I had that high hopes for Stars Born. Look what happened there. True. Hey, you know uh, what, though? Best thing about this week, most likely the Avengers 4 trailer will be coming out this week. Ooh. I'm hoping. So that's what every, every you know, movie, Marvel, whatever superhero person on every social media, they're like, nah, this is the week. Like, it, it'll most likely be coming out this week. <sighs> I'm ready for this. And All we right. will definitely be talking about it next week as long as it comes out, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, definitely, we'll definitely talk about it as long as it's out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, uh, any parting words there, Brian, for our uh, great listeners? Uh, no. Uh, to the 14 of you out there, or however many it's at now, uh, enjoy your week and get ready for a month full of great movies. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, remember, you know, give us a subscribe wherever you're listening to to stay up to date every week uh, when the uh, podcast drops, either late Sunday or early Monday. Um, and give us a five-star review everywhere. Uh, we want to reach out to more people. Um, we'd love to have you listening. Um, so anyway, uh, have a great week, and we will be back next week with a review for Mary, Queen of Scots. Bye, there everyone. Mom